Welcome to the Rolling Stone Studs, a podcast about the baddest boys of the British invasion, hosted by your own bad boys, Pete and PJ. Oh, Peter, Peter, we had some pretty bad Zoom delay there. Right oh my God, such a delay. Boys. Oh, ugh. even that's on Zoom delay. What a disaster. All right, let's start it over. Hey, PJ. Welcome to the Rolling Stone Studs, a podcast about the baddest boys of the British. Beach Boys Boys production. Are you doing that Wayne's World bit? I'm I'm getting ya. Oh, wait, Wayne's World. PJ, that's Jim Morrison. The Rolling Stones are in Wayne's World. Isn't a whole Ah. thing about Wayne's World 2? I'm so confused. I just it confused is. myself. Isn't a, like a key plot point in Wayne's World too that he visits they uh, fun of Jim, the Jim Morrison, Morrison movie? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's a huge part of it. Um, mm-hmm. I meant in the first Wayne's World when they go through the drive-through and they're like, "Hi, I would like uh, three." Cr- <laughs> and then the yes. guy's like, "That's two bear claws, three crawlers, and an orange drink." They're like, "Yeah." <laughs> That's a pretty good bit. That's pretty good. I forgot about that part of that movie. I, You know what? Wayne's World, never saw it as a kid. Watched it in college a couple times. It's good. It's a good movie. I was not expecting as like an adult in 20, whenever that was, 2017, 2018, to like enjoy Mike Myers and Dana Carvey. But uh, no, it's very good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Maybe that was also, you know, a very uh, stoned phase for me of my life. So maybe that helped too, but. Yeah, see, I saw one when I was a child, and that was also a very stoned part of my life, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, it worked out. How the hell are you, Pete? Oh, PJ, I'm doing well. You know what? It's I feel like it's a little bit of a rough start for me here today, because it's been, it's been a little while since we've last recorded, and you know what? I kind of almost forgot who the Rolling Stones were for a little while there. Yeah, that's crazy. A little... I uh, forgot we were doing the show. Yeah, a little uh, sneak behind the curtain is we haven't recorded in like two mm-hmm. weeks, but I've been the a episode, long time. yeah, to you guys the episodes have been coming out, you know, somewhat consistently. They haven't been. No. There's, and take it yeah. up with PJ. Email beachboysboys at gmail dot com to complain how long he's taking to edit. Because okay. I've been doing that just under pseudonyms. Yeah, I've been making emails to bug him about like, hey, when's the next step coming out, man? And he just they, he's ignoring them. They're, so. they're not very clever pseudonyms. It's like feeder prison and heater. <laughs> hey, prison. <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> I didn't say it. I didn't say <laughs> it. Yeah, it's like Mick from Mick Jagger. Oi, when's the ne- when's the next episode coming? Out? I don't know how you type in a British accent, but <laughs> I would just I like to say I've only missed a week, and it's because that's true. That's true. The, One week uh, total in the entire history of the show. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's great. And uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know if any of you, um, like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, uh, Zoom delay is real oh, shitty, especially we had about when. A two week Zoom delay, am I yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Um, Our Zoom just, it just wouldn't seek up, think up. Um, also, I would like to say, earlier I said, let's peek behind the curtain, which is, I usually say, let's part the kimono. And it just reminded me, my dad always both, says... Both work. Yeah, I think so. 
Um, so I, uh, my dad always says that his girlfriend is hurting for a curtain, and I don't know what that means. And I was wondering he if you could says tell what? me that his girlfriend is hurting for a curtain. Oh, maybe he's saying squirting. Anyway. It's good to be back. I mean, <laughs> I get that's, I have to say, speaking of off air, of course, as we always do, we were talking always. porn. And oh, yeah. uh, hurting for a squirting is my favorite search term, man. On uh, If you're going, let's see, let's go X hamster. If you go X hamster, <laughs> you got to go hurting for a squirting. Volume two, bang bros, band in a van. And yeah. then you get the, you know, the crossover videos. And those are the best ones. I just like when, you know, it's a whole band just going to town yeah. on a girl. They're using oh, her yeah, as drums. For sure. Yeah. The, yeah. I like, the I like when the drummer pretends to use her, her breasts as bongos. Every, you know, every drummer during sex. Every drummer <laughs> during sex. Got to use those breasts. Exactly. As and that's why I just like the realism of it. Speaking of drummers and sex, I um, this is a good story for PJ because he knows who this person is. Why don't you say her name and I'll bleep it out. Uh, I never actually like knew her, just knew of her, and you know, yeah. Oh, it's like her and I were pals. Parties yeah. where I would see her, of course, such great pals. Yeah. Um, so this person and another woman who I can't remember who the other person is to save my life, but someone else kind of in that circle. We're at a concert uh, at uh, Monks in the basement. Oh, the best venue. And, yeah, for a very good band. And they spent the entire show. I was, like, in the second row, probably, and they were right next to me. And I was just by myself jamming out because I really like this band. And what I was the band? I believe Name I was drop. super high for it. So, Name uh, Dude band. York. Oh, okay. Dude York. They're like a indie emo punk band out of Seattle and they're better than they sound <laughs> by those descriptors. <laughs> yeah, it's not my cup of tea, but I swear they're good. Uh actually, I wouldn't say emo punk, but I don't know how else to describe them. If I showed you a song you'd really like it. Look up um I'm not going to look it up, Peter. Come on, look up just one. Okay, okay. It's fine. I'm not going to do it. Anyway, so they I could not tell whether it was a joke or whether they legitimately thought the drummer was hot, but they kept talking about the drummer next to me and being like, he's really hot, but he's the kind of guy who kind of looks a little bit like a doofus. So I couldn't tell whether they were being ironic or not, but either way, then they made it their mission to distract him during the show by like making like sexy eyes and like faces at him and stuff like, trying to make eye contact and then like doing kissy face shit and so they were probably drunk or something and just having fun but then also like i overheard a lot of seemingly real stuff about like we should try and hang out with him after the show so who knows but they did and it was very actually kind of entertaining to watch because they successfully distracted him like two or three different times <laughs> he would catch their eye and then just like click his sticks together for a second and then get back into it yeah because they were like being very over the top that's funny of like yeah <laughs> uh one of the first concerts i went so the first concert i went to was the rolling stones the second concert mm -hmm. i went to was oh. shea stadium 1965 exactly of course. um 
No, it was 38 Special and Foreigner and Sticks or somebody. Ooh, nice. But when 38 Special was playing, we thought we were like right next to where the bassist was on stage. And it was like me and yeah. two of my friends. We were in like seventh grade. Yeah. And every time he looked over at us, we this. would just get way too into it and be like, yeah, basement. <laughs> Whoa. And he like, I love that. <laughs> he tried to throw us so many of his bass picks, but he oh, couldn't throw so them cute. quite far enough. Yeah, but every time he looked over, he he was like expecting it. Um, yeah, which is That's very awesome. funny. Um, but that also seems like when we were at a Paul McCartney concert and we went around mm-hmm. and uh, kept going. Do you think he'll play Revolution Number Nine? Just so people would overhear us. Yeah, I mean, everyone knows that was one of the Lennon of the Lennon McCartney kind of tracks. So he does Lennon songs though. PJ. I know. Whoever believed us would have just been an idiot. Um, <laughs> exactly. Your story about the Foreigner 6 concert, it prompted two different concert stories. The first one is the town we grew up in was such a fucking backwater that I remember when we were in high school. So, like, we'd been there a while, and we were, like, that was – the town was kind of, like, getting more culturally relevant. Like, you would get kind of cooler and cooler acts yeah. coming there. Uh, comparatively to the rest of you know montana um we would get like some decently cool bands coming occasionally um and i remember like probably in like 2011 2012 they there was an article in like the art section of the newspaper about like the greatest concerts ever in billing oh no 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 actually here's what it was it was um like Billings residents show off their like cool band sh- uh, shirts from tours that have come through Billings from like the coolest tours that have ever come through Billings. So the person found like five people with, you know, tour shirts from tours that have come through Billings. Do you want to guess how many of them were those like weird eighties combo concerts that came four times a year with like, yeah, foreigners. It was sticks. always sticks foreigner and yeah. Um, one year Kansas came and that was awesome. Yeah, but yeah. it was always sticks I mean, and foreigner. They're cool, but like they would literally pretty much come every, every single year. year, at least once a year, if not twice. The band's so it's like it's not a special concert first no. of all because they come all the time, and then it's also not a special concert because those are concerts like that's a county fair concert at that yeah. point. Well, basically. and they always played at the fair. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Um, so, out of like the six or seven, it was a solid like three different people were like, and here's my foreigner shirt from the foreigner sticks concert. And then someone being like, here's my sticks shirt from the foreigner sticks concert from last year. I still have and a like, sticks t-shirt from uh... like the dead weather came here a year ago. <laughs> what are you doing? That was cool. This is yeah. insane. I know. And I had a cool dead weather t-shirt and it's like, yeah. Um, and also like fun came when they were super fun. huge, which yeah. was crazy. Um, um, the, like we got some legitimately pretty interesting concerts, and they failed to get any of them in that article. It was crazy. Um, the bands I have seen with Sticks and Foreigner, I have seen <laughs> Kansas with them, yes. Yes. and it might not be all of them on the same bill, but either Sticks or Foreigner were headlining, and I have seen these oh, yeah. bands with them. So Kansas, Eddie Money, um, oh fuck, who else? I mentioned oh thirty eight special, yes. Oh, please give me Foghat. Oh, I wish Foghat came through, man. Um, Peter Frampton. No, Peter Frampton was a standalone concert that I went to. It was just that him. That seems right. And yeah. Chris Cornell was there, too. 
It was the At coolest playing or attending. <laughs> no, Chris Cornell came out and played Black Hole Sun with him. What? Yeah, with it, Peter Frampton. With Peter Frampton. It was that's the weirdest insane. combo yeah. I think I've ever. That's that's really wild. Um, oh, who else? I know there's like three other bands that I saw with them that were like yeah. insane. My dad has a story. He apparently. Um, Right next to where the county fair was, there was this equestrian school back in the 70s. And he yeah. went and saw sticks, and they just sneak this girl back into the equestrian camp next door. And these guys came out, they're like, hey, what are you doing? And then they were like, gonna run away. And then they realized it was sticks. And they were like, ah, we're just fucking with you. Uh, you wanna come light fireworks off with us? <laughs> so my dad uh, went know. and lit fireworks with sticks uh, behind the county fair. That's pretty dope. Isn't that weird? That's cool. Yeah. I uh the other story that 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 your uh first story made me think of was when I saw the bare naked ladies once. <laughs> and uh to be fair, we were there for my girlfriend at the time and it was both the openers she was really into. They were like her two favorite bands and then Bare Naked Ladies were the headliner and we stayed for like the first four songs and then they covered a Katy Perry song and we left. <laughs> um it's probably a good call <gasps> but within like so we watched the first two bands from the very front row in like the standing room section because they were our favorite bands right and then when the bare naked ladies came on um approximately like a dozen 45 year old women who were very drunk like elbowed and shoved their way to the very front of the stage to be able to be up there and did the fucking thing where they brought underwear like it was not it was not underwear, underwear they were that wearing. taking off they like literally were pulling underwear out of their pockets to like throw at the bare naked ladies and you're just like god you are the saddest people that is that is incredibly yeah. sad um, it was pretty wild and it's like yeah i just yeah i mean i guess mom's got to let loose sometimes but we are pretty close <laughs> to canada so yeah that's uh, true yeah um I'm looking at a list of concerts that have been through that town. Um, apparently, Eagles used to come through a lot. Yeah, I feel like they came through when I was very young. Like that sounds 2004 and before, yeah, apparently, yeah. they would be there all the time. Um, well, the Sto- oh, actually, the Stones went to Missoula in Montana only once, but that was like in that era, I think, like 2008, I'm, maybe. I know, like I went that. to that. That was my first concert. Oh, you did? Yeah. Nice. Oh, I thought you were, <laughs> I thought you were kidding for the show. Oh, no. Okay. No, nice. no, no, no. My first concert was genuinely cool. the Rolling Stones. Um, That's awesome. I do not know my first. What do you count as a first concert? Because I went to a lot of like. It's got to be concerts at a, at a, that like were a like venue, famous you know? Christian bands playing at like the biggest church in town, and it was a concert. Like they played at like eight p.m. on a Saturday night. You know. Like does Doesn't that count. count? No. Okay. Then my first concert was U two and Kanye West. That's a pretty cool first concert. Which was a very cool first concert. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't and like I, you too, but Kanye's cool. I loved the song Elevation, but I didn't know that when they broke it down and went, Elevation, I didn't know that that's what they were saying. <laughs> so I just yelled along like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, I was an idiot. I was yeah. a dumb little kid. Um, So a list of the bands that I found that yes, have please. come through with Sticks and Foreigner, and I've seen mm-hmm. all of these. Sticks, Foreigner, Kansas, Eddie Money, 38 Special, Ario Speedwagon. Oh, yes, that's the one. That's what I should have said instead of Foghat. Nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, Ario Speedwagon makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and you know what? Now thinking about it, it might have been the bassist for Ario Speedwagon, not the bassist for 38 yeah. Special. But I feel like Ario Speedwagon could join. I feel like Ario Speedwagon more than Foreigner should be one of those two headliners that are always the headliners. Oh, for, who gives a fuck up? Name a Foreigner song, Peter. Cold as Ice and the other one? Exactly. I was going to say, now name another one. No. no, I know. Like I, They have like three or four huge hits, but it's just like in terms of popularity over a longer career like i feel like ario speedwagon easily is like a more famous kind of band but i mean yeah ario speedwagon has a lot of hits i feel can't fight this feeling yeah. keep on well, loving ario you. speedwagon take it on the, the run come on where they had like an early career hit and then like or like had an early career success and then like kind of didn't for like six years and then came back in the 80s yeah. with like more hits like they did Oh, this um, classic piece of kind of like fog hat actually i lost my shit when they started playing this this is sticks this is an ario speedwagon but i don't think i know sticks at all outside of their couple huge hits so mr roboto is the one you know is there another one i definitely know mr roboto because um renegade by sticks obviously um i've got too much time on my hands you don't know that one? No. Sorry. Uh, Come Sail Away? Oh, yeah. For sure. I hate that song. Um, no, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Eddie Money sucked. It was the worst sure. fucking concert I've ever been to. I don't know that I would know Eddie Money I all. got two tickets to paradise. Oh, okay. I would have assumed that was Jimmy Buffett with the follow-up to Hamburger in Paradise, so... <laughs> And then he's got, take me home tonight. I don't want to let you go oh, till you yeah, see Yeah, I definitely know that. Light. Had no idea that was Eddie Money. Yeah, he just sounded like an old man, though, when he fucking sang. Because uh, yeah. it was, you know, he was 90 or whatever. He's dead now, but it was not good. He sounded like... If, like, David Lee Roth, instead of, like, doing a bunch of Coke, just ate a bunch of hamburgers and, mm. like, did not keep up with his voice. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, let's play this song. This is Dude oh, this York. Yeah, this song's a good one. This is maybe my favorite one, but they have one that you would like more. I will say, I don't listen to music like this often, but I do like going to concerts where that yes. is like, those concerts are always fun. I usually don't either, to be honest, but this was very much an album that like everyone at the college radio station was loving. So I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. And then really liked some of it. And the show was amazing. Like the lead singer was wild and just going crazy. And the bassist was really good. Like it's all good. Um, um Listen to Blackjack if you want to hear an actual, like, really good. Eh, we'll see if I do that. Come or not. on. All right, fine. I'm just going to listen to it on my end, and I won't hear you. Um, whenever there was an album that was really popular with um, – give me one second. What's the name of that band? Zoo York? New York? Dude York. Okay. Um, whenever there was a, an album that was really popular with um, – like the other DJs at the college radio station. Yeah. And you do this with like 
popular things, I would just immediately discredit mm. and be like, it sucks. Yes. There's uh, no way that's good. There's a band I still hate because everybody loved so much, and I hate their name, and they had a stupid Ooh. concept album. I'm you might be able to guess it. The OCs? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like them either, but um, oh, interesting. King Lizard and the Gizzard Wizard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate that I hate shit. them too. I actually, what's weird about them, we're about to get way off track, and I apologize for the editing, but what's weird about King Gizzard is that I actually... In theory, I love them, but their production, I fucking hate always. Like, I like a lot of their songs, but all of their production is, like, whenever you're listening to it, it sounds like it's, like, distant, weirdly. Like, it seems, like whenever they, like, rock hard, it just still sounds like it's recorded, like, in a box, kind of. I don't know mm-hmm. how to exactly explain it, but... I gave like three or four of their albums a try because they were huge when we were in college or at least like with our kind of friend uh, group, like group. Yeah. yeah. They were huge and they came to Missoula and they were really good live actually. Like they were awesome live at monks one night. Um, that was where they almost stopped the show. Cause the bouncers were like beating someone up. It was crazy. <laughs> um, and what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but just on record, they always sound like shit to me. Like, it's very, I think, badly produced. I probably haven't given them a fair chance because I heard their name, and I was like, that's stupid, and I hate mm-hmm. it. It's like, cool, five words at yeah. rhyme. Go fuck yourselves. And then um, somebody, your ex-girlfriend, uh, was, like, yeah. trying to get me into them so hard. Yeah. And her selling point was like they have this album called Nonagon Unstoppable or whatever, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. if you put it on shuffle, it still goes into every song the same. And I was like, that's yeah. not hard to do, and also that's stupid. Like yeah. if you're gonna make an I don't album, know. it's kind of cool. <laughs> I I <laughs> like, don't like that. I don't think that's cool. I, the idea of it, I think, is kind of cool. Like doing that kind of stuff is fun. Um, it just but... means you wrote the so- every song in the same key. <laughs> well, that too. Yeah um but yeah they like they never clicked for me no matter how much i wanted them to but um oh god what is that oh yeah but i would say the music from all like the previous people at the college radio station i was much more into and then like the new group that kind of took over while we were in school there i was not into their taste as much see i agree like my freshman year when i started all of the people who were like seniors then and that was more the OCs. Um, I'm trying to think of a second group that they were all really into. Um, but, like, I kind of liked all that stuff a little bit more than, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. By the time yeah. we graduated, what the, like, group was into. Yeah. The OCs, I actually legitimately really love, though. They are a fantastic group. I don't – what is that? Shoegaze? I don't like that shit. It's not shoegaze. I have been told the OCs are a perfect example of shoegaze. I still don't know what the fuck shoegaze is. Oh, no. My Bloody Valentine. I thought My Bloody Valentine was supposed to be the ultimate shoegaze. Also a bad band. I don't love them. Yeah. No, the OCs are really good. It's, uh, um, now I want to, I'll give you a playlist of the best the OCs songs that I think you'll legitimately like. I'm not going to listen to them. The OCs are also, this was beat to death by all of our associates at college in college but they legitimately are one of the greatest live bands see and that that makes me not want to listen to them that you that like everybody at college radio was into it i don't i just don't give a shit like i haven't listened to this album in probably four years 
Ooh, yeah, it yeah. got good right there. Yeah, very Arctic Monkeys. It's good shit. So um, I'm either going to edit the shit out of this episode or fucking leave everything Or it's fine. In. Speaking yeah. of King Gizzard, though, the band you should listen to is the band that opened for them when they came to Missoula, which is this like really scuzzy punk band from Australia called Amel and the Sniffers. And they are fucking fantastic. I love them. Amel, like Amel Nitrate? Yes, yes, A-M-Y-L. That's funny. Yeah, they are really, really good. And also put on an amazing show. They look like they do. Which song is this? Some mutts can't be muzzled. (laughs) Oh, I don't love this one, but that's okay. It's It's all kind of the same. Um... You know, it's good that we're doing this on an episode that nobody's going to listen to anyway because we're not talking about an album today. That's true. We're talking about. Do you think people skip episodes? I mean, if you're looking for, like, your first episode to listen to, if you're like, oh, I should get into this, I'm sure someone goes to an album that they like, you know, to, like, listen to that. But I kind of feel like if you're already listening, why would you skip one? You make a good point, but also. I don't know. I feel like on these episodes, we let our guard down, and people don't like that. They like us to have our guards up. They don't like us to be real at all. They like us to be doing funny jokes and bits. They don't like when we just talk about music, man. That's true. Uh, Yeah, let's do listener mail. All right. Can you even remember when the Rolling Stones were these kind of dweebs? We're doing fucking, yeah. It is weird they to They sound think. like the bar keys, man. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. This sounds or the m- bar keys yeah. or the marquees. This yeah, sounds more like a Beach Boy song to me than it does a Rolling Stones song. It's pretty weird. Yeah. Uh, do you want to go ahead and intro this listener mail? You're the one who brought it to my attention this week. So, well, we have... We have two different listener mails. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this, Pete. I think I just I think I just was aware of the first one. Okay. Well, we have a kind of a two responses to the same email. One by okay. the person who sent the email, and another by a, a listener and friend of the show. Okay. <clears throat> oh, that's not the right email. Uh, which one do you want first? Uh, I guess just go in order. Okay. So, we have... Uh, there is some criticism in this one, so we're not we're not taking kindly to it. Um, so <laughs> it starts off... Yeah, this is Josh from Nostalgia Entertainment System, and I'm here to clear hey, we some have a things name. up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he also bolded Josh. I want you to... <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I think we really ragged on him. For, I think we did. Yeah. Um, I hear you trying to pin the email address thing on me, but that's not the case. In episode 4, 1965, part 2, published on January 24th, 2021, you clearly state your email address as thebeachboysboys at gmail.com at 22 minutes and 12 seconds. I've, mm-hmm. of course, attached a clip of the evidence in of question. Of course. And more listeners should be doing this. And let's see. Let's see. Yeah, if he's play right. the clip. Thanks for writing in. I mean, it's we really do prefer it to the email. 
address. Which is thebeachboysboys.gmail.com. 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 Wow. Josh, a uh, budding documentary filmmaker. <laughs> um, so I s- <laughs> All so right. Well, I, good oh, job, PJ. Thanks a lot. Yeah, that's that is my bad. Uh, so I sent what an was email. That our fourth episode, though, by the way. Yeah, like episode four. <laughs> um, so he said. So I sent an email to that address. One month goes by, and I think if they got that email from me, they definitely would have ripped me apart for my nerdy shit by now. Did I realize I sent an yeah. email to the wrong address? No, of course not. I was provided with the incorrect address. Instead, I used my massive brain power to deduce that right. maybe your email address okay. is the same as your Twitter handle because that's a logical path to follow, we, of which Paul it, had to tell you what it was. He doesn't know any of our accounts, but he knows yours. Come on. Okay. Okay, Josh. Let's Okay. Let's stop this train. <laughs> Wait, real quick. First of all, okay, go ahead. Uh, of course, the second email sent to the correct address. I used basic problem-solving skills to solve a problem okay. you Thank created you, to get Thank my you. listener mail to you. Okay, first of all, let's go ahead and just, I know we're, we're about to read another one, and that's okay. Let's go ahead and put the kibosh on anyone who actually knows us in real life. Your emails are now limited to one paragraph or less. <laughs> You do not get to ramble on just to get your fucking name read on air. First yeah. of all, Josh. That's a fair and point. And Jake. We'll get to Jake in a moment. Because uh, you know what? Jake is a fucking guest on the show. He doesn't need to eat anyway. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Second off, this really makes it sound to me like Josh only listened to one episode ever because we say our email address, not every single episode, but, but every time if we have he listener went a mail. month without hearing it again makes me think he wasn't listening to the show still. And then, you know, how good of a friend are you? We like to shake it up because we we just want that consistent listening, you know? Right. That's exactly. why, we that's want why you these to be episodes like, are coming sure. out same day yeah. every week, you know? Exactly. Yeah. On my podcast thing, it definitely, it has a day of the week right underneath the episode title for this show because it is so consistently dropped at the exact exactly. same time and day every single week. That it just knows, it recognizes, like, you know, Sunday evening, Monday morning, you're going to be expecting this show. Exactly. So, anyway, I guess thanks, Josh, but in reality, stop your whining. Um, so now we have an email that may just put him in his place. Sure. It is from friend of the show, Jake. Uh, previous guest. Yeah, previous guest on several episodes. Uh Hello, this message is for Nostalgia Entertainment System in regards to the listener mail they sent in to the Rolling Stone Studs, episode 13, The Ultimate Free Concert, featuring Paul. They were wow. both so specific. In the- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, That's you know. pretty amazing. But uh, he, then, he then writes, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure is a show with cartoons. <laughs> cartoons are for babies. Grown-ups watch real people. <laughs> Grown-ups watch real people, not drawings. This podcast is for grown-ups, not babies. Yeah. <laughs> to, the s- <laughs> to, the s- <laughs> to the studs, it is beneath you to entertain the wishes of babies. You needn't be bothered by demands for you to watch the baby shows. <laughs> know, that you <laughs> know that you are supported by the vast majority of adults who love this fine podcast. However, if you bow to the demands and watch baby shows, you will be abandoned. I will close yeah. with a warning for Nostalgia Entertainment System. 
Never bring baby shows into my favorite podcast ever again. Okay. Stop watching baby shows. <laughs> Do you also watch Barney? You are a ba- <laughs> you are a baby and a coward. I will use my real name to sign off as I am a grown up and brave. <laughs> Find me if you wish. Love you guys, Jake Theodore Iverson. Okay. So, first of all, like, this just really feels like it's getting into personal beef that has nothing to do with the show anymore. Yeah, we... And as I as I will reiterate, now, anyone who personally knows PJ and Pete, if you write more than one paragraph, we only read the first paragraph that on is, air now. That's fair. And do not abuse these privileges. Listener mail is for thoughtful, interested people like Joe and nobody else to email us about the Rolling Stones or the Beach Boys or any other music thing that they have to throw in based on what we talk about on the show. Exactly. We are not an anime podcast. And unless it's hentai, in which case. Oh, we'll talk about that. All I'd day be long. interested. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, that I believe is all we had for listener mail. Good. Let's end this nightmare. (laughs) All right, Pete, you want to talk Uh, about, by the way, just, just in case anyone wants to write in, uh, about things that are not, uh, Jojo's bizarre adventure or cartoons, (laughs) unless it's really actually about the Rolling Stones. Uh, the email is beachboysboys at gmail.com. Yep. And the beachboysboys at gmail.com. And we will apparently read pretty much any email on air. And it, it seems to at this point. Discuss it. So um, write us in. Pete, you want to talk about what we're doing this week? Yeah. Good. Right now or? Oh. What? Whenever. Um, okay. I mean, it, it does I'll say take a break it real quick. in the title of this episode, presumably. I'll just wait. Okay. Um, you want to hear a stand-up bit in the meantime? You're waiting, so let me let me just tell a joke. Sure. Um, is this that great one about planes and flying cars again? Oh, did I do that one already? <laughs> yes. I'll have to do another. I don't. I think it was on air. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. It came just in out case it air. wasn't, I'll 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 um. Um, Korean war veterans always talk about how they were (laughs) promised flying cars in the future Um, and you know it's really it's really silly that they complain that they never got them because we we have those they're called airplanes they're just not very efficient or like cheap to own or easy to drive but we we got them guys nice um that one kills speaking of korean war veterans and speaking of our friend jake he used to have a spent stand-up joke technically maybe he still does stand-up i don't know i don't I think so. talked to him about it in a long time but he had a stand-up joke about how vfws exclude civil war veterans <laughs> that's pretty good pretty good yeah pretty good yeah uh, especially because our vfw in our town and college was one of those VFWs that was not a VFW anymore. It was just a hipster bar. Yeah. You, and you, so you it was get just like, kind of sad that it excluded like anybody yeah. <laughs> who actually would want to be there. You got $1 t- 
tall boy PBRs, and that's yeah. why it was the best fucking and bar in town. And a lot town. of really shitty rock bands like the ones we just talked about <laughs> playing shows there. Yeah, who would ever play a show at that place, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, what dumbasses. On a bill with 12 other bands starting at 9 p.m. Yeah. I, ironically, uh, the first time I told that joke was on stage playing at the VFW. Nice. Love it. Yeah. Well, PJ, this week we are going through our – this is everyone's favorite episode of the show. Whenever we do this, we're going through our personal greatest hits mm-hmm. of the Mick Taylor – well, technically, with a little bit of overlap on the Brian Jones era. But yeah, from I'm just, 1968 to 1974. Yeah, this episode is going to be called The Best of Golden the Mick Taylor Years. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, technically, he wasn't really on anything until Sticky Fingers, so. It doesn't matter to me. Like, he wasn't on those first two of this era. I would say The Whatever. Best of the Golden Era, if we're really getting granular about what the title should be. Hey, you know what? I'm going to name it whatever the fuck I want, so... You are. Um, so, uh, after a quick break, we're going to come back with our best ofs of the Rolling Stones' golden age. Damn straight. And welcome back to the Rolling Stone Studs. I'm so glad to be back. PJ, are you ready to talk about our best of the golden age of the Rolling Stones? You know, I think I might be. Um, nice. Let me think. I'm ready. Yeah, really solidify whether you are ready or not first. Okay, let me think. I got my candle lit. Mm-hmm. I have my playlist ready. Emptied my bladder. I have a can of soda. Mm-hmm. I have a pink pad of post-it notes to write down when Peter says some dumb shit. Mm-hmm. The timestamp for editing purposes, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm wearing boots. Yeah, I think I'm ready. Okay, perfect. I'm Good. ready too. Excellent. Uh, so first off, just so that people aren't disappointed, we decided to skip Satan. So our last best of, well, we didn't really do. We did best of 64 and 65. Right. And then for Aftermath and Between the Buttons, at some point we just kind of talked about like our perfect versions of those albums between the UK and US versions. Right. For Satanic Majesty's Request, we decided to just skip it because we couldn't put the whole album on our playlist. So it just wasn't going to be really worth doing here. Cause you know, it's just all, all you, too good really to, you, yeah, you could say that to add, um, or you could say it was a shit album in reality, aside from the quality, just the sound is so different for the stones. It doesn't fit in with this era. So it would just be weird kind of ranking those songs next to it. Yeah. And it, since it was their first version with the same version in the U.S. and U.K., it's not like there were other songs to add. 
And I think on that episode, we actually talked about it where a couple of their singles from that summer of 67, we were like, they could have replaced, you know. Yeah. So I think we kind of covered Satanic Majesty's request. I think people really want to know. I'd throw Citadel and 20,000 man or whatever, or 2,000 man on these. That's probably it. The only one I'd be tempted to do would be 2,000 man. Yeah. Yeah. So, So starting from Beggar's Banquet and going through It's Only Rock and Roll. Which Let's, I uh, I looked at your playlist. Um, yeah, got a hell of a lot of songs from "It's Only Rock and Roll" on there. Uh, PJ, you know what? I let, let's first. I think both of us really struggled with yeah putting this playlist together. Tell me a little bit about your process. So my process was different than most. Uh, most of the time, I will look through each album and I will remember like. Yeah, or what, like when I would do it with the Beach Boys or when we did it before with the Rolling Stones, I would look mm-hmm. at the songs and be like, that's a good one, that's a good one, that's a good one, and just add all the songs that I knew from name, and then, you know, I would get rid of some from there. Here, yeah. what I did was I made a playlist of all the albums, and then I would, like, okay. listen to it, and then I would get rid of songs where I was like, fuck that. Yeah. Um, And it was hard, man. Much more comprehensive. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was very hard because 95% of these songs are really good. <laughs> like Yeah. Most yeah. of them are pretty good. Um there was only like 3 that I immediately was like fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. Um Yeah. And then the rest of them I was like I could leave this on and then there was still like 45 songs and I was like okay, I'll get rid of the ones that I think I maybe should get rid of. Yeah. And it's still really long. It's still Mine is 26 songs still. Yeah. Yours is 23. Uh, mine came in at 23, yep. Your runtime is only uh, five minutes shorter than mine, though. Yeah, the runtime thing was really interesting to me because when I was putting mine together, it was really long. Like, at one point, I think I had 25 songs on there, and it was a full two hours. Yeah. And... Let's see. And mine ended up being 23 songs at about an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. In comparison, just for this really cracked me up, our Beach Boys Best Of, which was from 1967 to 1973, my playlist was 22 songs, so only one less song. It was an hour and 13 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) Which partially is that all those Beach Boys songs were like, or a ton of them were like two and a half minutes long. Yeah. Um, and a lot of these Rolling Stone songs are like six minutes, but it was, yeah. yeah Mine is 26 songs and it's an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. That's crazy that yours was shorter. I think I, it turns out, I think I liked some of the longer jammier ones potentially. And as it turns um, out, I didn't put a whole lot of those on my playlist. Yeah. So you want to just kind of go album through album and which songs we chose from which? We certainly could do that. I did not order mine in an album playlist, like, in that manner. Well, but you can... Well, how did you order yours? I did it... I put them all over the place, dude. Like, did you put it in an order you wanted to listen to? Yeah. wow. You really went for it. I just kept mine in order and then would hit shuffle whenever I wanted, you know, them out of order. Okay. Well, let's start with yours, then. Okay. I Yeah, I just went chronological. Yeah. So, first. So, oh, well, so first of all, except for, I think I only have one song on here that was like an actual hit single, or two, actually. 
but I tried to not put on purely just because it would be a really long playlist. I tried to not put on any of like the greatest hit songs that I'd heard a lot, even if I still really like them, like Gimme Shelter or Can't Always Get What You Want, stuff like that. Sympathy for the Devil, just because like part I... of this to me is like like those are very good songs, but I was going at it more from an angle of like my favorite songs from this era and my favorite ones just except for the couple of singles I did put on here, my favorite ones ended up being ones that I hadn't heard before mostly. So that's kind of, that was my approach. Okay. I'll let you know my approach when we get to it. Okay. So first off of beggars banquet, I did end up with two, which surprised me. And the very first one is maybe the biggest surprise of all. No expectations ended up on mine. And it is, I think we talked about this on the episode. It's a great song. It's just way too slow for where it is on the album. So. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why that would be surprising to put it on here. I love this song. It's great. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful song. We had, I would say the two themes of my playlist are that I really liked a lot of the slow songs. And I really liked a lot of the like kind of jammy songs. So... That's kind of the same with mine as well. Yeah. A phenomenal and then, song. And then, yeah. The other one off Beggar's Bank when I chose was Stray Cat Blues. Which is just great, aside from the questionable lyrics. But... Okay. This... I would never have guessed you would put this one on. I... Oh, I love this song. This was like... I think by far my favorite one that I hadn't heard before. My favorite one off Beggar's Banquet. This is my fifth one out of there. Interesting. Yeah, I like this song. This to me is very similar to Live With Me. And, uh, oh, what was the other one off Sticky Fingers that was kind of a boogie rock song? Oh, um, it's, it's called Boogie Rock and Charlie <laughs> sings on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this has that, that kind of same vibe, but yeah, I like this shit a lot. It's good. All right, next up you have a single. Honky Tonk Women, baby. I also put this on mine. I will say it yeah. is not on any of the albums, but... No, but it as we talked about, it should have been. Yeah, should have replaced Country Honk. I yeah, do like I Country think... Honk, though. I almost put both of them on there. Yeah. Um... Sorry. I have something to say about this and another song, but I'll wait until we're done. Okay. A good choice. I can't knock you for that. Yeah, it's, I don't think, yeah. All right. And thankfully, this one I had not heard too much, so. Yeah. Uh, Live With Me is your next one. Also, my favorite song off, Let It Bleed. Easily. I don't even know if this one made it on mine. And you know what? I like the saxophone solo more and more the more I listen to it. It's a good solo. That was my favorite I part think of the I, song. Yeah, I think I ripped it the first time. but And, I, and I think I said this was a good song, especially the sax solo. And a great bass line. Yeah, this song rules. It's a good one. I don't know if it made it on mine. We're really pretty far apart so far. Looking okay. at your playlist, very different. Is it mostly that I just stayed away from some of the, like, singles or like hit songs do you think or part of it part of it okay yeah all right next up monkey man which i think 
again, as we talked about on the episode, I do not actually love this song that much, but that breakdown kind of thing in the middle is one of the very best things they've recorded during this six-year period. So, that part? Yeah. Yes, that part. This was one of the ones I got rid of fucking first. Interesting. It's yeah, not... the, uh, I guess it's not a breakdown, but the instrumental section yeah. in the middle here is still one of my favorite Rolling Stones things See, they've, they've done. And I don't think this is a bad song. Honestly, within this era, I think there may be two bad songs. This isn't one of them. It's a good song. I just didn't have room for it. Yeah. That happened to me. There were some hard cuts for me. First, on Beggar's Banquet, it was really hard to get rid of Jigsaw Puzzle, weirdly. I really liked that song, but it was just like just not quite as good as the other two. I did take Jigsaw Puzzle off of mine, but it was the yeah. last one I got rid of. Yeah, it yeah. was hard for me to get rid of that one. I was surprised and at then, that, too. Yeah. Um, I actually don't think there were others on Let It Bleed that I really gave that much of yeah. a shot to. I think these two were the easy answers. Yeah. Then Sway off of Sticky Fingers. Yes. Yes, Sticky Fingers was surprisingly easy for me, I would say. It was, but I thought it was tough. Sway is great. The only one that was really hard on Sticky Fingers to get rid of for me was Dead Flowers, strangely, because that- I did not like that song when we first recorded the episode about it. And then I put it on this playlist. It's a phenomenal fucking loved song. Loved it. I know. It's a good I loved song. it. But it was like at the end of the day, I just think they did the country thing better in other places. So. Um, for me, the easiest one to get rid of Stefan was surprisingly not Beggar's Banquet. Um, it was Let It Bleed. Yeah, yeah. Let It Bleed is like a very good album, but I feel like the songs they don't f- like standalone. Felt quite as well. weird. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then. You said you didn't put any of the hits on here, but the next one is Can't You Hear Me Knocking. I don't think Can't You Hear Me Knocking's a hit. Oh, I think it is. I mean, I guess I'm thinking of hits as in, like, this isn't on any of their best ofs, is it? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's on all of their best ofs. I'm looking at Gurr in just a moment. I don't think it's on there. I'll look at 40 Licks. Because I had, I swear I had never heard this song before listening to Sticky Fingers, but maybe I'm wrong. It is not on Gur. It is also not on. Told uh, Forty. Like Licks. I get, I get Th- that it's probably a big song to Stones fans, but I would, I would say even as I thought, as not a Stones oh, yeah. fan, it was a big song because I feel like this is the one they're always playing on, like uh, classic rock radio. Yeah. Oh yeah, this song's fantastic though. Great Mick Taylor guitar, of course. Really good song. Didn't make it on mine. That's insane. PJ, I do love playlist. I'm going to hate your playlist so much. You are. Uh, truly. And it's because I was like, it is. I'm not going to hate it. It's just going to be so different. It's very different. It, it. It's because I was like, I do. I do love this song. I think it's a phenomenal song. I just was like, they've done a similar thing on other songs. Um, and I have heard this song so I much. That they have. I don't think. Of I this. don't know, I man. I think they do repeat themselves a lot during this era, actually. Yeah. That's why like I got rid of Dead Flowers and I got rid of uh God, now I need to look it up. The other song off Sticky Fingers that I keep thinking of that sounds so much like Live With Me. Um but Bitch. Can you... Oh. 
Can't yeah. You Hear Me Knocking is just like, I've heard it so much. It's okay. like it's Fair. like you with um, yeah. Sympathy for the Devil. Sympathy for the <laughs> Devil. Like, I just yeah. can't unhear it as like classic rock radio, like stuck in between fucking Steeler's yeah. Wheel and Tom Petty, <laughs> you know? That's fair. All right. Next up, we got Moonlight Mile. Moonlight Mile, one of the one of the great Stone songs, and also one that they try and replicate later on. That the other versions are just not as good. I have to say, this one did not make it onto mine, but I wanted to put it on there so bad. It was wait. So far, do I have any that you have? Honky yeah. Tonk Women is that it? Um, or no expectations. Um, let's see. We'll get to yours. What was the, what was the one like you said of... you had a hard time getting rid of? And I was like, yeah. Oh, um, Jigsaw. Jigsaw puzzle this and Jigsaw and Puzzle were the last two yeah. that I got rid of. Because Moonlight Mile, I wanted on there so bad, but I just didn't yeah. have. Oh, I think this is great. Especially, like, the intro to this song isn't that great. But once it gets to the part with the string section, it is. And I think that's why. really fantastic. The, the beginning is, like, too slow. And I think that's why it didn't make the cut. And then <laughs> seeing your next uh, few songs is very funny. Yeah, I I think I originally put the entire first disc of Exile on my best of and then like two or three songs off the second disc and cut it down. But yeah, uh, it was almost all of Exile. You pretty much have. I wanted to not get rid of any Exile songs. Yeah, but, it was Exile was tough. Um, you have... Rocks off on Exile. You pretty much have the entire first disc. Yeah, I think I only got rid of Rip This Joint. Yeah. And Shake Your Hips off the first disc. Those are the only two that aren't on this. I got rid of those two as well. Yeah. Wait, did I get rid of... They're great in the flow of the album, but just not quite as good standalone songs. I take that back. I did not get rid of Rip This Joint, but I got rid of... um, um, uh, Shake... Shake those hips. Uh, Rocks off, an amazing song. It is. Casino Uh, Boogie, I actually almost got rid of a few times because every time it would come on, I'd be like, why is this on here again? And then every time it would get to the saxophone solo and I'd be like, oh yeah, because it's the greatest saxophone solo I've ever heard. It's phenomenal. I did get rid of Casino Boogie. Damn. It is. I don't know why, what it is about the saxophone solo. But it, it really is the yeah, my favorite saxophone solo of all time, so this has to be on here. It's very good. And it's a great bass line. Like it's all good. It's all good it, shit. It's a good song. I just didn't have room for it, unfortunately. See if- Kind of like on the Beach Boys one of this era, I if you remember, I put almost every single song from Surf's Up on mine. That's yep. kind of how Exile was here, where it's like, you know what? I'm not going to get rid of stuff. Yeah. Like, I got rid of other songs off other albums before getting rid of some Exile songs. So I think if we each had 40 songs to put on an album, it would be exactly the same. It's possible. Yeah. But I think we went with the opposite, like, 20 of each other, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true, because I would add back in a lot of those hits, probably. Yeah. Yeah, and you would add back in some of these... Yeah. All right. Tumbling Dice. You can't get rid of Tumbling Dice. No. It's one of the best songs ever. Yeah. It's really pretty perfect. Did I tell you a story of how I got yelled at for playing this song? Because uh, it's about gambling. <laughs> no. it's. Uh, I was playing it when I was in high school. 
I went to the career center and I just oh, taking yeah. a radio class. And you she was like, story, none, none of the kids out there want to listen to this fucking shit. And I was like, this is a good song. And she was like, yeah. nobody wants to hear old music. It's like, you're a psychopath. They want to hear Justin Timberlake's comeback album. Paradise Valley. No, that was fucking John Mayer. Yeah, same shit. No, what's the album or what's the song? God, his huge hit. It wasn't Mirrors was a big hit, but he had a bigger Sexy one back. off that album. No. I don't know Justin Timberlake well enough. He had like our senior ish year of high school, he had a or my senior year of high school. He had a huge single that was kind of a comeback for him. Like he'd been away for like three or four years, I think. I... That was his comeback when he came back as like a guy who was in tuxedos all the time. You remember that? He like did a tour with like a big band. It was weird. I don't remember that. Um, I don't follow the life of of Justin Timberlake that closely, though. It might have been suit and tie. As long as I got my suit and tie. I know yeah, that, that one. Yeah. I'm the most familiar with Justin Timberlake from the soundtrack to Trolls and Trolls Two World Tour. So. Yeah, that was also around the time when he became he started doing all those movie songs. All those movie songs? Those are the only ones yeah. I know of. Alright. Next up you put it on here. Sweet Virginia. So what's interesting is that aside from No Expectations, I only put slow song like ballads from Exile. Because I don't like Wild Horses and I don't like um What's the other one off Let It Bleed? Um, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't like Wild Horses or uh, Love in Vain. No. Yeah. What's the song? Dead Is Flowers. Love in Vain? Yeah. Well, I like Dead Flowers. That was hard to get rid of. You Got the Silver? That might be it that you're thinking of, yeah. Yeah, what's the song that I'm thinking of that's like their other huge ballad? Waiting through the waste. Oh, such a good fucking song. Wait, PJ, I'm actually going crazy because there's three. There's Wild Horses. We talked about it like two weeks ago. Sister there's Morphine? Wild Horses. No, there's Wild Horses. There's Sweet Virginia. And then there's a third one. Dead Flowers. Like a... I don't think it is. Oh, it's Angie. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I was looking backwards and I was like, there's nothing else. Angie. Because I don't really love Wild Horses or Angie. So these, but these three songs I think are all better than those two. This one and then Torn and Frayed and Sweet Black Angel we have coming up here. Torn and Frayed is a weird one where I liked it fine when we first listened to Exile. And now it's like, I almost like it more than Sweet Virginia, I think. Hmm. Interesting. And same with Sweet Black Angel. Like I actually think Sweet Black Angel it's is a good better one. than Sweet Virginia potentially. I don't. I, Sweet Virginia is just like the perfect song to me. I really love it. I really do. But I kind of like these other two a yeah. little bit more. Well, let's get to it. Torn and frayed. <sighs> this song is so good. Yeah. I did get rid of this one. I don't know how. So I don't know. It's so fantastic. Like, I just love, and I love the backing vocals on it. Um, 
See, yeah, it's really fantastic. I think my thought was, I love Exile Main Street. I think it's a 10 out of 10 album. I didn't yeah. want to get rid of any of them. So it was like, I think I got rid of weird ones, having to get rid of some of them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean to turn that up like that. <laughs> uh, Sweet Black Angel. Mm-hmm. Why did I say angel like that? That was weird. Angel. This song really... I love in general, but it's the percussion that does it for me on this song. The like wood clackers and the whatever it's called, the zit 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 kind of thing. Wait, I tell you what it's called every week. It's called a guiro. A guiro. All of it is what makes. The, I mean, it's it's a great song aside from that, but yeah, makes me come back to this over and over again. It's really good. Oh, and then the song after this, loving cup. Loving cup. Also, yeah. uh, one that I did not totally love when we did our episode about exile and have come around to later i love this fucking song i'm a man on a mountain i love it yeah really i i do not remember if we ever talked about this on an episode but it was i think a couple weeks after we did our exile show where I re-listened to Exile like on a walk one day, the entire thing, and came away being like, at least the first disc there is like the greatest thing I've ever heard from the Rolling Stones. Like, it's phenomenal. It is. It is an absolute ten out of ten. It's just the second disc for me gets really inconsistent. So, see, I like it all. Yeah. For your loving cup. All right, so next up you got Ventilator Blues. Yeah, this is the only one off disc two that made it for me. But it has to make it. It does. I agree. That, like, swampy, like... Oh, it's so good, dude. Yeah. Boyston. Yeah. All right, next up, we we start with Goat's Head Soup, yep. Dancing with Mr. D. I it I love this song so much, man. And you know what? The thing is, I like it more the more I listen to the like ridiculous like lyrics that are basically like a B movie plot from the 50. Like I like this song so so much. Did not make it on mine. It's got a great guitar line. It's got a perfect bass line. I love, like I said, the tongue-in-cheek like horror movie lyrics. I think are fantastic. Everything about this is like, yeah. And it even made it. This made it so much uh, past a bunch of songs on Goat's Head Soup that I thought I liked more. And then when they all went head-to-head on this playlist, this one came out on the top. It's like the third one I got rid of. Yeah. Third or fourth. I know. Yeah. I, I don't know what it... I mean, I do know what it is, because I just said, but, like... Yeah. It's it's truly fantastic. Uh, next song, 100 Years Ago. Yeah. Yeah, this song as well. Like, I thought I liked other ones off of Goat's Head Suit more, and then this this really comes out. I had the, the same thought. Um, I added... I, this is on mine. It's... Yeah. The, the organ alone, it's worth keeping yeah, it for the, that. Yeah, the Billy Preston yeah. going on there. Yeah, I thought that I liked Winter and Heartbreaker off this album the most. 
And then, like, when I added all of them to the playlist, those two were gone, and I don't really regret it. I like some parts of Heartbreaker, but... Yeah. As a full song, it's not quite as good. That's fair. And then you got Star Star, which... Star Star was a hard one. I, like... It should probably have gone, but it's just so much fun. It's, it's so a, much fun. It's a good song. Kind of like Dancing with Mr. D. It's, like, objectively it's nothing maybe like Dancing not with the Mr. best D. song, but it is just a fun song to listen to for uh, me. Dude, this song so. is awesome. Like, yeah, especially the chorus. I love it's it. It's also just so, it's such scuzzy Mick Jagger. It's, yeah. It's great. Like him just being so mad at this lady. It's ridiculous. Oh, I thought that was going to be the chorus. Telephone. I like when he makes words more syllables than it should be. Yes. I'm just going to wait till the chorus, because I love the chorus of this song so much. So fantastic. It's so good. It really is, man. All right, and then and we then, get into It's Only Rock and Roll. Yeah, I It's Only Rock and Roll was actually weirdly hard for me because I really liked almost every song off this album, but it was like hard for me to differentiate which ones I thought were really good and which ones were great. So <laughs> I ended up with these four, but honestly, it could have been a completely different four off this album. You will be surprised at the ones I have from It's Only Rock and Roll. The only ones that I didn't even consider off It's Only Rock and Roll were Dance Little Sister and If You Really Want to Be My Friend. But every other song was on this playlist at some point. Mm-hmm. And it was a hard choice. All right. Uh, it's Only Rock and Roll. But I like it. Yeah, this Another along big with Honky Tonk Women were the yeah. only two like huge hits that made it. And I just attribute that to these were the two that to me I felt like I heard for the first time the most again okay this was these two felt different like fresh enough to me this was one of the big hits i got rid of yeah because this is one like i can't like let me just put it this you know like all those other huge hits i objectively know are good songs and i like listening to yeah but this is the one of the few from this era that i like still like dance around to and sing along to kind of involuntary like it's just such a great i love it see i have the opposite thing where like i love the rest of the songs even though i've heard them a lot this one i've heard a lot and i just it's a good song objectively i I just can't like maybe i'll get there someday it's very possible but at this point in time all right and then time waits for no one pretty much purely just for the mick taylor guitar solo this one I don't even really love the beginning part as much anymore, but the guitar solo is just so this one was perfection. This one was hard for me to get rid of because of Mick Taylor. A lot of them I like I they weren't like the best song, but there's a Mick Taylor solo on it and those were hard for me to get rid of cuz they're good. Yeah. And then the last one here, it was a real it was neck and neck between short and curlies and luxury for me for one more to throw on here. And you know what? 
short and curlies just was stuck in my head more often. I get like, that. Like, I would not be listening to the Stones for a couple days, and this song would pop into my head more than any other song on this playlist. So I was yeah. like, I guess I like it more. <laughs> yeah. And that is it. That's all you got. And the, the slide from Keith here is just also perfection. It's good. Get away from it all. Yeah, it's it's just like a perfect blues rock song here, man. Yeah, it's good. It's very good. Yeah. Um, so off of my well, do we want to save? I had some thoughts on like they're actually like two or three best songs from this era. Do we want to save that until after your playlist? Yeah, let's just go through mine okay. real quick and then we can talk about that. Um, and then I also wanted to talk a little bit about like some specific people I want to call out from this era, but yeah, let's do your playlist first and then we can do some overviews. Yeah. You are so. absolutely going to hate what I did with mine. Um, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it was wildly different. So, but I'm excited. We get a good range of songs here after like the sixth song. You'll be like, okay, but the first one, <laughs> you can't always get what you want. Nice. I mean, this is a really, really great one. Yeah. It is. It's just, yeah, I just wanted to go more for ones that I was, like, enjoying because they were new, but yeah, fantastic um, song. Number two, Simply for the Devil. Oh, yeah, you gotta. Well, I know, but. Yeah, no, I mean, it's great. Number three, Brown Sugar. We know my thoughts on Brown Sugar. But it is a good song, despite how terrible the lyrics I don't... are. I don't actually know. Maybe it's just because I wrote it off so early, but I don't know that I agree with that. Like, the instrumentally, I even think it's that great. Oh, I, I only think the only great part of this song is just the woos later on in it to me. That's a good song. Give Me Shelter. Yeah. So I just got yeah, the hits out of the way. Give Me Shelter is the number one, like, huge hit that was really hard for me not to put on because this yeah. is, like like probably the best stone song of all time right like it's hard to i wouldn't say that up but it's there. good yeah it's up there. yeah um and so this this one was very hard for me to not put on yeah uh and then do 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 heartbreaker nice this is a good uh a good order thank you i'm impressed by your your ordering here um yeah i decided to put like five hits up top and then i was like and then the rest of it, i can just do whatever the fuck i want with um and I, that seemed like the best order to me yeah and that is also though the worst when you get a greatest hits album that's just all the huge hits at the beginning and then it's a bunch of songs you, that like aren't that good like, see i wanted it i wanted it to be like if somebody could just skip the first five because they're like yeah we get it and then um, from yeah there. that too um and then after this Star, star. Oh, yeah. And then after this, Honky Tonk Women. Hell, yes. Because how could you not? If you if you didn't have this on your playlist, I would have been upset. No. I think, I mean, we'll talk about it in a minute. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, and then Let It Bleed. Let It Bleed was also kind of a hard one for me. Like, yeah, it just came down to like musically, I just wasn't as into that. Like between the kind of tempo and the the lyrics of it, I just wasn't as into it. But it is a really good song. I just loved it. Like, oh need 
someone we can lean on. I love that so much. Um, yeah, I forgot about that part, but now I hate this song again. Nah, it's good. I love it. And then I have... You know... Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, you go ahead. I was just going to say that's kind of why Dead Flowers ended up getting kicked off, too, is just because he was doing a little too much country voice for my taste. See, I don't give a shit about the country voice. I think it's fine. <laughs> I know. Um, and then after that, I've got Sway. Because I wanted one of these that's just kind of like a more gruff rock song and not quite like a blues song. Yes. Or like a country yeah. song. This is like rock, you know? Like slower rock, but still. Mm-hmm. <sighs> a good, great song. All right. And I have then, to say... Oh, go ahead. On Sway, I just thought of this. You remember how Jimmy Miller did a bunch of drum parts on like famous songs for Charlie because Charlie like couldn't figure it out? Yeah. I would say Sway is objectively like a difficult, like weird drum part. Yeah. Like, if you're thinking of, like, this and, like, can't always get you what you want, I think, and Gimme Shelter maybe was the other one. Something like that. It, like, but Charlie did this fine, so I don't know what the problem was. I don't know. It's good, Whatever. though. Yeah, it's it's a great drum part. Um, okay, and then after this, it gets into my Exile, which I almost left completely alone. Not the entire album, but, yeah. um, like, I ordered the rest of them. Not Exile. I just kind of put that in order. So we got Rocks Off. Nice. And then we got but rip this joint on there because it's like, yeah, this one's fun. And then the most punk the Stones have sounded since Have You Seen Your Mother Baby. That's true, especially that live well, version. That one live version. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I got tumbling dice. Have to rip this joint. Hell yeah. Because you can't not put tumbling dice on here. Everything about this song is fucking perfect. You know what's weird about Tumbling Dice? It is a perfect song. I kind of almost want to hear it without the chorus, just because none of their other songs, except for Can't Always Get What You Want, have, like, that backing chorus from this era. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to hear it with, like, the Sweet Virginia-style just, like, gang vocals in the background, maybe. Yeah. I would be curious as to what that would sound like. Cause I it, bet it sounds pretty good. it still would be a beautiful song, and I feel like it might sound a little more, like, Stonesy, almost. I could hear that. Yeah, I think I, it's kind of. I kind of like that it's not super Stonesy. That's true. It's like it's one of those. It, on the other hand, it's one of those songs that seems like it just arrived, like perfectly formed as yeah. just like this incredibly perfect kind of let it be like where it's just like you don't change a thing about that. It's no. just like this perfect song i don't know wait when you're talking about the perfect version of let it be you're talking about the single version or the album version the one with the better solo i always forget which one's which the single has the better solo i think no 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 the album version has a better solo one of them has the greatest guitar or my favorite guitar solo of all time and then one of them has what can only be described as a shrug of a guitar solo yeah like they got rid of i don't know um it's nuts how bad the other guitar solo is i I literally yeah, it's I the al- it's forget. the album version that's better. Yeah, because the single version came out and that's the one everybody plays. The single version it has like the weird tremolo almost. Yeah. I don't know what the effect is called, but yeah. Yeah, um, and then I have Love and Cup. Yeah, those songs go together really well. Yeah, for how different yeah. they are. Yeah. 
Um, and then after this, I got Happy. Yeah, Happy's a good one. Happy grew on me a lot, actually, uh, kind of after after our episode there. But I just love that riff. It's really good. Honestly, man, I just wish Mick sang it because Keith just – I just don't yeah. – I can't get into Keith's voice. I agree. I do wish Mick had sung it, but I do love that riff so much. Yeah. Uh, and then I got Ventil- Ventilator Blues. Hell, yeah. Because it's, it's dirty and I love it. so good all right and then i got shine a light yeah these you know all of these i guess it's only kind of the two ballads on the second disc here it's just they weren't quite love and cup and that's really what it came down to wow it's like they're good songs but they just they're not loving cup just love this, this one in Soul Survivor, I think, is what it was. Yeah. And then it gets a little weird in my playlist because I go to Goat's Head Soup for a second with Silver Train. <laughs> oh, interesting. Very interesting that this made it on there. I was listening to it and I just love that, like, Dwayne Allman slide. Yeah, it's really nice. This is one I almost got rid of. If I had to get rid of one more, it'd be this, but... This is making me realize, if you give someone a 25-song limit off these five albums, you could have, like, 15 different great playlists of, like, entirely different songs. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're kind of right that there's really no... Or almost no bad songs. Yeah. It's just varying levels of good. Oh, I love that harmonica, too. It's the, uh... You know, PJ, it's really... It's kind of mimicking... Like if the train was coming at you, like the train whistle, you know. I I've never that? I've never seen it. I've yeah, never it's heard. It's like it. if you're standing train. on the platform and the trains are coming. I've never. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Just blowing your mind there a little bit. A little bit, and then I go back to exile for Sweet Virginia. Cause you have to put this fucking song on there. Yeah. so good and then i have dead flowers yeah god it's tough i want to i mean i do i love almost everything about this song it's just like not i don't know what exactly it there is. in your silk upholstered chair i love it um and then after dead flowers i went dear doctor off beggar's banquet you know Dead Flowers, I almost feel like I would love if that was like a 1965 Rolling Stones song. Interesting. It seems, it just occurred to me, but it kind of reminds me of, what is that other song? It kind of makes me feel a little bit like it's all over now kind of vibes from it. And Interesting. Like, I kind of feel like, yeah, I would maybe like that song more when it was like their early country stuff. Less of them trying to be country so hard. I don't know. Huh. Anyway. Yeah, this song's this song's good. It is. It's good. Yeah. And then no expectations. Nice. Cause the slide on it's so good. It's just a good song. It is. 
And then 100 years ago, off of go yes. God, that organ is so good. Like, I, I couldn't yeah. not put a Billy Preston song on here, you know? Yeah. If you got Billy Preston, you'll use him. This next one, I think. I, Factory Girl. Yeah, I kind of thought you were going to have some more, like, maybe even Salt of the Earth or something, you know, from mm -hmm. Beggar's Banquet, just because I remembered you liking it so much. That's Those are the only ones I liked off Beggar's Banquet were, like, the slower ones, yeah. I think. Hey, by the way, uh, speaking of, No Expectations is probably our main Brian contribution from this whole yeah. era, just because that's him on slide, and I think that was one of only, like, three songs he played on off yeah. Beggar's Banquet and Let It Bleed, so... Or at least it was maybe the most he, like, played on a song. Yeah. Um, this one's good. Yeah. Good shit. And then after this, you're going to hate it, but I got Wild Horses. But I think it's a lovely song. I mean, I can't, yeah, I cannot fault anyone for loving this song. For some reason or another, it just doesn't do it for me. But it is a good song. And then I got You Gotta Move. Because this song this fucking one, rules. This one is really good. Yeah. yeah, I don't think this actually made it onto my playlist at any point, but it could. Like, this is probably the most bluesy song that I would throw on from this era for, for me personally. I really love the... It's not even harmonies. It's just, like, kind of gang vocals they do on parts. Yes, of them yelling and, like, yeah, wailing almost. No, yeah. those are harmonies because... Yeah, there's two people singing. And I really love that. I don't know. It yeah. sounds really good. And then my very last song, weirdly enough, your last song as well, Short and Curlies. Nice. Now she's got you by the balls, PJ. What are you yeah, supposed to do with that? Exactly. I just thought this was a really good, like, when we were listening to It's Only Rock and Roll, I was like, this is a great way to end an album. So, this is a great song. Yeah. And that is my uh, golden era. I but, love it. but like we both said, it's hard to limit yourself to, like, you know, 25-ish songs because so yeah. many of them are so good. I mean, yeah, with, like, no editing, I feel like I could have – or I would have easily had 40. Yeah. And then it – and it still would have been, like, all great songs that I love and yeah. they're classic Stone songs. But – um. I feel like it's worth just, I don't know, some exercise kind of of, of trying to pare it down and really decipher oh, for what, sure. you, yeah. what you prefer and why. Um, we had two vastly different playlists, but both of them good. Like, Yeah. I um, Something that I was thinking about while I made this playlist, because, again, I'm a dork, and for some reason this felt important to me, was to classify the best song for me from this era mm -hmm. and i couldn't do it but i have four i have five actually personal okay. like favorites that i are all equal to me basically and i'm curious if you come in close so the only like huge one i would say is give me shelter it's an amazing song and then well and honky tonk women obviously and then I got Sway, I got Tumble and Dice, and I got 100 Years Ago. 
Those are interesting choices. Like three of those, yeah. I could agree with. Uh, the hundred years or tumbling dice, honky tonk women, and give yeah, me shelter. Because I think it's yeah. undeniable that those are amazing songs. Um, hundred years ago, okay. Let's put a little bit. Hundred years on. ago, just really does it for me. And like, I think it's. I mean, I don't know. It's it's only us talking, so we can't really say it's underrated. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it just feels like. Every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is incredible, and nothing about it is lacking. And, like, the Billy Preston organ clavinet, whatever it is, is, like, very inventive and interesting. The lyrics are great. Yeah. It's a really good song. What was was the other song you said? Sway. That one didn't even make – oh, it did make it online. Which, on Sticky Fingers, I remember Jake – going gushing about how great sway was and i was like it's fine and then i got it now really on sway for me i mean mix guitar is great but it's big mix vocal delivery that really does it for me when he starts like screaming later on it's pretty fantastic and charlie's drums are really good on it too like it's just yeah it's great i would say my top five, Give Me Shelter. Sure. Honky yeah. Tonk Women. Yes. Sweet Virginia. I, I yeah. love Sweet Virginia. Yeah. Um, I can't. That would be a great one, too. I'm going to say Wild Horses as well. I, I know you don't yeah. love it, but it's a, it's a good song. Yeah. It's a really great song. You know, I would say the only reason none of the slower songs that I have on my playlist made it is because I think they're all equally great. Like, I couldn't just pick one between, like, yeah. Sweet Virginia and Sweet Black Angel and stuff. So, yeah. And then Tumbling Dice. Anyway, go ahead. I think those are yeah. my top five. And then a close sixth is Dead Flowers. But, yeah. But it's pretty, yeah, they're, they're pretty amazing. And, like, they were really good during this. Like, so good. They were, and it's interesting how much I feel like you could make a Rolling Stones playlist from this era that is, like, a lot of very samey songs. Like, they do cover yeah. a lot of the same ground, but then you can also make a playlist that is all stuff that's just wildly different and, like, right. is the same band, but, um, like, they really do... For some reason, it just didn't seem like that as much to me when we were listening through the albums, but listening back to kind of selected songs here, like, they cover so much ground musically. Yeah. And, like, you know, not very much of it is blues or, like, kind of what they came up doing, so. Yeah, and it's it's vastly different from what they started out doing and what they become. Like, this section is just its own thing, and it's phenomenal. Um, Yeah. Which I don't think we're, you know, like, breaking any new ground here. Like, oh, they're only stones between, yeah. you know. I mean, there's a reason it's called the, they're, like, golden age or whatever. So Yeah. Or considered that, I guess. Yeah. Um, um, or golden so run. Good. That's kind of what people call it, I feel like. Um, so um, I was going to shout out also something that I was thinking about listening to these songs is that I feel like our at least unsung in terms of what we've talked about on this show a lot. I feel like our unsung hero of this era too is, is Mr. Nicky Hopkins, the Scientologist himself. Just like, I feel like every song, almost every song where I was like, Oh shit. That's like, they all just have these amazing piano lines happening. And he's, 
Like, and he, he really became not, a de facto member of the band. Yeah, and he's not era. as in your face of a pianist or organist as like, um, um, I his name is escaping me. Uh, Who? What band? The Billy Stones Preston. Yeah. He's oh, not yeah, yeah. as in your face as like Billy Preston or as Ian Stewart even. Ian Stewart was like really good at boogie yeah. woogie piano, but like it yeah. was always like the forefront of a song. He's very good at like just adding to a song. Yeah. Like if, if he came yeah. in on an already finished song and started playing, it would be like, wow, that makes that makes the song, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. It, it really like – I know he, like I said, he kind of basically seemed like he was a de facto member of the band during this period. I like, I don't know if it would have changed much in terms of how much he actually played and how he played, but I kind of wish they would have just made him a full-on member of the band. Like, cause No, just never so... piano player in the Stones. I know. Like, I think him and Mick Taylor, uh, this maybe isn't anything new to say either, but like him and Mick Taylor, I would say, had like the most to do with them being so great here then i mean like i guess obviously mick and keith wrote a lot of the songs but like it just really feels like they are they drove like the kind of inventiveness maybe i don't know maybe not i would love if lil mick left and started a band with nikki hopkins and bobby oh my god yeah that would that would be an amazing band you're making like my heart hurt a little bit that that never happened because you're right that that would have been it'd been amazing just incredible yeah and then like Whew. rod stewart or somebody can sing for him i don't really know maybe not rod know. stewart anybody yeah. i don't think they need a singer man they just kind of yeah i don't know um it'd be cool though yeah great shit i uh also just to catch up the uh the rolling stones fans and uh you I gave a listen to the Brussels Affair, which is supposed to be like one of their best live bootlegs from this era. Came out, or it was from their '73 tour. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Not yeah. Like some of the versions were really, really good. Um, and I mean, I'm just comparing it to the two live albums we've listened to so far. So mostly, get your yayas out, I guess, because it's some of the same songs. Like their version of Midnight Rambler and Can't Always Get What You Want and stuff are like in Honky Tonk Women are like very similar to the get your yaya's out versions but just better because they're just better players and they have mick taylor yeah. more comfortable in the lineup but then they have a lot of songs where like they just sound rough they do that live thing where like they're kind of just like jumping through all the riffs without hitting all the notes and stuff and like keith sings happy and if you needed any evidence that Keith was on a lot of drugs in this period, just try and listen to him singing happy on Brussels <laughs> affair because he can't even get close to the notes. And it immediately just sounds like his like throat is bleeding. It's so, it's so yeah. awful. So I'm su- I'm surprised that more of the songs yeah. didn't sound bad. If, if his voice wasn't very good, cause he does a lot of the backup stuff at like in dead flowers, yeah. for example, he's the one doing yeah. the high part and it sounds really good. So I wonder... It's interesting, yeah. I forget actually now. I think it's you. I think it's Midnight Rambler because that's usually the one they like jam on a lot. Yeah. Um, was like really incredible and like very much almost worth listening to the whole thing for. But then a lot of the songs, like they do Starfucker and like it's it's good, but they're just like racing through it and mix like barely keeping up with the lyrics and stuff, and they just like it's not that great, I guess. So. Hmm. 
still not better i wouldn't say than any other songs on record which is interesting because they were supposed yeah. to be like a really great live band but right for me weren't not doing I it on brussels i saw them live and it wasn't very good um so let's say that the Stones only put out these albums that we picked from. Only in their career? The, they're the only album that this band put out. One of the best rock bands of all time. The Sorry, the wait, best wait, wait, rock wait. band Restate, of all time. You broke up for a second. Restate oh, your sorry. premise. So, no, you're good. so if the Stones only put out these albums that we picked from, not like our Nothing versions of them after. Nothing before or after. They just put out this run okay. of albums. The the greatest rock band of all time? Are we doing the same thing with the Beatles where it's only 65 onward? <laughs> 65 through 70? Because I would still say that they're second to the Beatles. But oh, let's closer. say the Beatles don't exist. It, but oh, like, the Beatles don't exist. <laughs> but all the other bands do? <laughs> it's like that Yesterday movie um oh okay yeah uh no but like they'd be a lot higher on your list if it was just these albums like yeah oh yeah i would say for sure top five they would be like up in the top three kind of whereas yeah it'd be even how much i really am liking them now i would still say they're like they're not really in my top 10 maybe yeah maybe they. so like would it be like classic rock bands they are but would it be like the beatles bowie and the stones or the beatles zeppelin and the stones I mean, I put Bowie, I categorize bands differently than singers. That's uh, fair. That's fair. In my like rankings, personal rankings. So I would say, I mean, in terms of classic rock bands, um, like even without that premise, I'd put the Stones like fourth or fifth probably. And but with that with premise, that, second? I, would, I don't know actually if they jump anybody because my, otherwise my favorites are the Beach Boys who I think are like my favorite oh, favorite i forgot for, about them <laughs> just for personal reasons and then it's like the beatles and led zeppelin and velvet underground and i don't think the stones even like the most perfect version of the stones is better to me than those four bands still i would i would put them either second or third i'd go the beatles yeah either the stones if it was just these albums or led zeppelin um yeah yeah for my yeah. top three and then I'd put the Dire Straits. Sure. Foggit. Fog it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll bleep that out. I thought that was going to... Okay. Um. Yeah, it's good shit. I'm going to really miss... I mean, like, there's. it's very possible that they have some good stuff after this and even maybe some great songs and albums. I, I truly don't know. But I'm, I'm going to miss Mick Taylor and Nicky Hopkins so much. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like... Like we talked, like they're definitely some like secret all stars. Not even secret, but some all stars in the band that it's gonna be rough. And like I don't know much about Ronnie Wood, or like I don't even know if I know what his like guitar style is. So we'll he's see good. How he's he more like Keith. Fits in. Him and Keith are like the yeah. same in my mind. Yeah. Interesting. So. But I don't know. Like me, I mean, I, yeah, they they might still be great, but it's gonna be think the next best of is going to be a little bit different i think so too it'd be a lot easier to pick songs it'll be what a lot easier to pick songs hopefully although if you remember the early beach boys playlist we made were really hard just because it was hard to get enough songs for a playlist that's so. true yeah <laughs> 
We had to really stretch and be like, yeah. I don't hate this one that much. <laughs> I love Ten Little Indians, if we're talking <laughs> about, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I do remember that. It might be that, but all right, Pete. Well, all right, Pete Thanks McTaylor. Thanks for doing it, PJ. I know. No problem. He's gone forever. We'll never see it or hear from him again. Those dulcet tones from the guitar. Well, I'll see you on the other side of that stone, Pete. Sounds good, PJ. A Beach Boys Boys production.